The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and a little bit of a shakeup at the top of the draft. No, that's not the kind of joke you thought it was. Let's do this. It's a Thursday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for Thursday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Raybold, Lord Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776, or get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Voldemort will read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J-A is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, no matter how you tune in, whether it's uh, via the radio or the Twitch or are you listening on the stream or the app? Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. And I didn't even realize it was Thursday today. <laughs> this week has flown by. I was telling Aaron before the show, I have a weekly meeting with uh, P. Crate and I on our, our various business interests. Yes. And, your real partner. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm your old partner. He's uh, your real partner. Well, yeah. Your life partner. He's the one I make more money with, if that makes you feel That's any better. Fair. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so I was like, I'm supposed to meet him at 11. Uh, I feel like over the years, we've, I, we've uh, built up a little bankroll. It's probably, yeah, it's probably pretty close. I mean, it's, I get you got a big chunk coming, but eh. your boy's been around. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, you know, I'll, I'd be happy to buy you wings at Big City Wings on oh, okay. Thursday. All well, right. not Thursday, because it's, it's a book, but I, it's like 11.05, I realize, oh, bleep, I'm supposed to be there in 25 minutes. <laughs> and it's a Thursday, really? Which I'm, I'm stoked about, because it's like steak night for me. I get to get drunk. It's just a good day. It's all. It's all. That's good. not a bad deal. Yeah. What you got going on? Sports and stuff, man. Um, I, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting the uh, the the Busby gals. What, what do we call them? The Busby gals. I like that. I mean, it's actually pretty good. The Busby yeah. gals or the the uh, the accusers. The accusers just sound so. Yeah, mean. That that sounds like a bad Netflix series. Yeah, I like to say the Buzz, like Busby's gals, are going to get up and they're going to make a statement. How about the Buzz tones? Okay. How about the Buzzettes? Ooh, I don't know if we can do the ets anymore, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's politically correct. How about buzz, I like Buzzettes? How about Buzz bitches? Now, see that that's what we would call them, and then we but would that's get, inappropriate. Then we in would get twenty one, right? We would get canceled. Okay, again, let's, let's forget about that one altogether. That's not accurate at all. <laughs> no, that's that's, that'd be, that's, that's very a, mean. that'd be distasteful. That's, so we'll we'll that, scratch that one. Uh, sorry, we're just working things out on the fly here. Yeah, I mean that's worse than making shake up jokes when you're talking about Justin I, Fields. So. I think let's just go with Busby's gals. I think that'll that'll How about work. the Buzz gals. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm working on, uh, I, I'm hoping to get someone involved in the lawsuit on the show. Pretty big. So, oh, okay. Just a, a tease there. I, I'd say it's 50-50 right now, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, the towelettes from Shannon and Beaumont. That's pretty good. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, oh, so, uh, yeah, I guess we're waiting for, there was 
more legal stuff today about, oh, we didn't get all the information on these people and stuff like that. So nothing really new, which I don't know until we get, um, until we get to a point where there's trial dates set or something. I don't know how much more we're going to get other than legal back and forth, which is, you know, just maneuvering, which is smart. That's what these guys do. Yeah. So I don't know. 713-780. God, now everybody's weighing in. Busby's Angels? Uh, maybe. Yeah. It's a possibility. Tony's Angels? Hmm. I guess if any of them win their case, it would be the Tony Award. <laughs> I, am, wow. I am ashamed of that. I, I can't even believe that came out of my mouth. It just happened. She said- yeah, well. She said a lot of other things, but, uh, so your guy, uh, well, I have two basketball things I'd like to start with today after you bragged on Steph Curry and how great he's been. Oh, it didn't go well. He let you down last night. Listen, you knew he had to have a night like that eventually, Uh, but uh, yeah, he did it right after I started bragging on him. So. But that's all right. I, I mean, listen. Uh, yeah, he's still, you know what? He's still good at sport. It was just kind of funny after the uh, Love Fest. Seven of 25 shooting. Yeah. It's very hard and like, including two of 14 on threes. But here's here's the cool stat. He had not scored fewer than 32 points in a game since March 17th. That's what I was talking about. I mean, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's one. And uh, your guy, LeBron, getting a lot of attention for his tweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw that yesterday. I did, we didn't really get into it too much yesterday. A pretty crazy story you and I talked about off air. Yeah. Um, but I think LeBron also realized that, you know, he, he didn't know all the facts. So maybe pull back a little. Yeah. and Which I don't have a problem with. I mean, no, no, I don't either. And, I, and that's kind of where I was going to go with it. So we, we all need to probably do that on Twitter a little bit better. Um, in that, you know, maybe make sure you know what you're tweeting about before you do it. And yeah, you know, I have no problems with guys deleting tweets. And it, you know, we've all done it. But I, I do think, um, I, I think it's getting too much attention. Frankly, it's just because it's LeBron, and he, anything he says is going to be big news. So, uh, Flea is uh, said he fell down the Come with Us podcast wormhole today, Aaron. Oh, Aaron's very famous. I see that. Says, uh, loves hearing uncensored Beth in a podcast setting. Her energy's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you. She doesn't hold back. No. Well, from from what I've heard of it, none of you do. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> you're all kind of, you're, you're just kind of hanging it out there. Um, and uh, Eldridge says, great NHL pick. Thank you, Eldridge. Uh, you know what? Can I just say this though? This this is this is why I'm getting more and more frustrated with giving out picks. I had a guy bitching at me because it only went over by one goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey man, fuck that. I don't want okay. to I didn't want to have to sweat." I, I, you well, know then don't gamble. Do you know how many of those are, I mean, it's about 3 times a year we get one that goes over in the first period. Oh, and at first I thought he was joking with me. You know, it's like, "Well, I really had to sweat." Yeah, well no, you really didn't. But yeah, okay, fine. Uh, that's a win's not good enough now. Now it yeah. has to be an easy win every time. 
Oh, but you know what? It's, it just felt good to get back on the horse. So after bad weekend and one push, it was nice to get another win. So welcome back. Yeah, you know, ready to ready to do some more. I am very excited about it. Um, I I had an Astros thought. They stink. No, it just I just want to kind of get your thought on this because. Yeah, again, I it's way too early to panic on them. They're going to be fine. They get most of their people back in the lineup tonight. Uh, you got Javier going on the mound, uh, but I think what's what was missing last year during the short and regular season, and what's kind of missing so far this year, and we really don't talk about it because we haven't seen him in a while. But boy, when you have a guy like Justin Verlander at the top of your rotation, where you go, where you have a game where you go out and score two runs or three runs in Colorado, he still probably you can wins. Still win, yeah. And it just it keeps you from getting into these horrible losing streaks like this, because every five days you know you know you're going to be yeah. in the game, and that's what that's called having an ace, which they don't have anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Grinky's the closest thing, but he's not Verlander. No, and Verlander rarely had bad outings. So, uh, yeah, it just it it just kind of struck me. It's like, man, they kind of miss you that miss guy it. Right now. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it is nice knowing that every fifth day, you, you, no matter what your offense is doing, you're going to have a chance to win. Yeah, um, and, and then that that just kind of things start. As much as things have been snowballing in the wrong way, you, you get a win like that you're not supposed to get, and then Grinky goes out there and gets you a win the other night like that. If you get those back to back, then suddenly, you know, maybe you start playing better. But how many games under 500 do the Astros have to get before you start going? Oh boy, uh oh. Uh, June 1st. Okay. Really July 1st. I'm, I'm going to say July 1st. I'm going to stick with that. When they get, if they're 10 games under in July 1st, then I'll be worried. I think the, the more, tr- the, the most troublesome thing for the Astros right now is it, it looks like w- what we thought was going to be a really poor division that the Astros, they could just, be kind of ho-hum and they'd still win the division i don't know if that's the case anymore uh i i you know we always overlook the a's the a's always turn out to be good and and you know at some point if you're the angels and you keep throwing money out there you can't suck forever and And, and and the the mariners Mariners have good the mariners have good young talent now the rangers there's no excuse to be worse than the rangers to be honest that's the most embarrassing one yeah the rangers are like they should be awful the Rangers, they, the Rangers are the Texans of the uh, yeah. American League. But meanwhile, the Astros are are behind them in the standings. Like, eh, seventeen games in. All right. Remember a couple years ago when the the Mariners started off like eleven and one or something? Everybody thought they were going to run away yeah. with the division. They finished DFL. So, yeah, I, uh, I I'm not concerned at all right now. It's just, but but it is. It did occur to me that. You know, it, it doesn't seem like much to have one starting pitcher up when you have a guy like that who is just. It's like, oh, he's hooked in the World Series. We're talking about the regular season, genius. <sighs> people are the worst. People are the worst. Your tombstone was making rounds on Reddit again today. Oh, really? For Astros fan. Uh, I don't think it's quite ready no, to hold that out. No. And it, it was too early to do it when we did it. it. I just thought it would be funny if they came back, and they did. And it made you famous, Fred. Uh, very, very famous. You're the did. tombstone guy now. All right. You'll always be known as that. You and Val Kilmer. Why, Johnny Ringo? Your you most look fa- like your somebody most just famous. walked all over your grave. Your most famous work, Val Kilmer's most famous work, the same thing. You know, uh, Aaron, I think we're supposed to be talking to Lawyer Dave here. 
Oh, yeah. Much as I like that song, I got to talk to my man, lawyer Dave. And if you're in an accident of any kind, car, 18-wheeler, if a scooter runs over you, which almost happened to me today, the first thing you got to do is call lawyer Dave. What's up, buddy? Hey, Fred. Hey, Blitzers. It's me, Lawyer Dave, Houston-based Lawyer David Mestemaker. I am your family lawyer. If you get in any kind of a trouble, legal trouble, or have a legal question, call me, 713-626-8900, and I'll figure it out, or I'll send you to somebody who can. And you know, Dave, if I'd been hit by that scooter and had to go to the hospital and didn't have insurance and couldn't afford to do anything, what, what, what are you going to do for me? That's such a mess, Fred. If it happened to you or any of the blitzers, what we would do is find a doctor in the specialty that you need, get you to that doctor without any money out of your pocket up front, and if your car was crashed or your leg was broke and you couldn't walk to the doctor, we'd get you a ride. And uh, my man, El Tigre Tejano, does not charge for his consultation, so if you've got a legal question, all you got to do is call and ask him, and he doesn't get paid a dime until you win because you're in it together. You got, we do ride this ride together, guys. If you get in any kind of a wreck, just like Fred said, of any kind, anywhere, anytime, call me, 713-626-8900. You can talk to me for free. When we get your case, we'll go forward with it. You don't have to pay any money till we win, then we split the proceeds accordingly. That's how it works here. Yeah, give them all the ways they can get in touch with you, my friend. First of all, you can call me, as I said, at 713-626-8900. Somebody answers that phone 24-7. Or you can email me at LawyerDave.com or send me a tweet at LawyerDaveLaw, and I'll respond as quick as I can. All right. You can also hit me up, and I'll be happy to put you in touch and give you those numbers, give you that number if you can't remember it. All right, T. Gray, if they need a lawyer, what do they do? They had better dial Dave. You need to know your place. Cause it's about to get heavy. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back. Man, that's some old school screaming there. <laughs> there was a time I could do that way back when I was like 19. Now I'd sound like a frog probably. A um, couple of uh, draft things. Mac Jones apparently now the betting favorite to go number three overall again. I think I might. I'm going to ask Lance when when he comes on. I think I might advance uh, invest in Trey Lance there. I think that's who it's going to be. Um, I I think as as you and I have discussed before, Mac Jones feels like the safe play. Why would you spend so much to move up for the safe play when you've already got Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, and, and it just doesn't seem like the move the 49ers would make to give up that much capital for Mac Jones. So I, I are we going to have Lance today? Yes. Okay. All right. I wonder if he'll agree with my my philosophy there because it, that that's the part that I can't wrap my head around. If you're going to move up like that, you want a guy who's a a game changer, a franchise changer. But, but you're, you you want you'll you got to be willing to gamble potential yes. franchise changer, even if he's a bust. If you can get a guy who becomes Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, and you're the Forty ers aren't you? A, I mean, and last year aside, because they had everybody in the world got hurt, but aren't you a Super Bowl contender? Yeah. I mean, you're a contender even with Yimmy. 
throw Yimmy out there. They got to a Super Bowl, but if you get a guy like that, and I was, and I just don't think Mac Jones is that guy. I was seeing for the first time today. Uh, really the first time in a couple weeks, there being maybe some doubt about who was going to go number two and people kind of poking holes in Zach Wilson's resume. Uh, that always happens a week before the draft, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and most of it comes from level of competition. Zach Wilson was 0-5 against teams that won at least 10 games in a season. So. Yeah, and, and that's a fair point. That was one of my concerns about Derek Carr coming out. Uh, was I liked everything I saw except when he played good teams. And, yeah. and that is when he struggled. And you know, so that I mean that's a fair concern, but I I also think he's got to be if he's in the right position. And I don't know if the Jets are the right position. I don't know if Robert Sala is going to be a good coach. I don't know if his staff's going to be any good. I know they'll be better than Adam Gase, but that's not saying a whole hell of a lot. Hell, you would be better than Adam Gase. Yeah. But actually, you know what? Aaron would be better than Adam Gase. How's that? But I also think that uh, uh, you know you don't know what kind of situation it's going to be for him and. You know, that's another guy that if he landed on a, on you know what if he here's the perfect spot for him and he, and he won't last that long. If he could go to the Falcons and sit for a year, that I mean I think that's the best thing for almost all these guys. Just sure. let him sit for one year behind a guy who can play, and then you can trade Matt Ryan for another high pick. But the the Falcons, I, I but feel he like, won't he won't get to five. So it's kind of that's one of those pointless. Speculation I, I feel like you still got with the Falcons. You still got enough tread on the Matt Ryan tires that you want to build around him. I think so too. I, I think he's got three, four years left. But if you know that if Arthur Blank starts getting involved, it would feel a little bit like when the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Yeah, which I think in hindsight we all agree was a terrible, terrible well, idea. You know what? Not really in hindsight. I think we all sort well, of said it at the times. Like, boy, why don't you put yeah, some weapons around you do this guy? That, but yeah, you'll get another chance to draft a project quarterback. Uh, you know, unless and. You don't know what's going on at the time where maybe the coach and he aren't getting along and he's saying, you know what, maybe we need to, you know, start preparing for life after Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And Aaron is thirty eight, right? He's gonna be thirty eight this year yep. and he wants to do Jeopardy. So yeah, maybe maybe that's as far as uh maybe this year's as far as it goes, and then they try Jordan Love out there and he's a superstar and we look stupid. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh Will the Astros have more wins than the Rockets before the NBA season ends? Astros, 25 games and seven wins. Rockets, 14 games with 13 games. Uh, I think the Astros will clearly have more wins than the Rockets. Because they're at least trying to win. Yeah. May not be working out so good. But the Rockets aren't even trying. Now, last night was just... <laughs> I was going to watch... I mean, it. Let, let's... This is what they're supposed to be. Gonna I know. This is what they're supposed to be, but... I wanted to watch a few minutes of the game, and by the time I turn it on, they're down 30-something, and I'm like, nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that's the thing about this Rockets team is there's not really any... you got to get the first five minutes of the game or it's not really... <laughs> there's not anything like, ooh, i got to tune in to see this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but the, the Jazz are also... Jazz are really they're good. really good. Yeah, they're supposed to, they're supposed to stomp a hole in and, it. And by the way, their next game uh, tomorrow against the Clippers, they're, they're probably not going to be... In that game, no, no, but hey, that's hey, I was all for it. And let's face it, they've already won a game this month. Like, slow down. How many games are you trying to win this? Yeah, month? Yeah, you don't want to win anymore. I mean, listen, if you're a Rockets fan, uh, you really want to. Was just, the Mavericks game that they won this? I think they've won yeah, two they, games. They beat this the month. Mavericks and and the Magic recently. Yeah, I think they've won two games in okay, April. They we got to slow down. They, they need to stop. Okay, you need to stop right now. Finish up weekly. Not strong. We want a weak yes. finish. 
and get as many ping pong balls as possible so that we can get AJ's favorite player here and he'll be a fan of the team again. Let's see. L.A., the Clippers, loss. Nuggets, loss. Tuesday the 27th. Maybe the biggest matchup of the year, Rockets-Timberwolves. Ooh, There's a lot on the line there. When, Someone's uh, O has got to go. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a tough call. The resistible object versus the movable force. Golden State L. I mean, or uh, movable object versus the resistible. Well, I don't know. I don't. Do the the Knicks thing. all of a sudden look look like that's an L. Yeah. Sixers L at Bucks at Jazz at Portland at Lakers. They're they're getting swept that road series. That's good. Hmm. Home to the Clippers, another L, and then they close out with a winnable game at Atlanta. Yeah, but don't win that. We're, no, you, you need you need all the L's you can get. Now, if you if you lose the Minnesota game next week, you can afford to win that Hawks game and go into the yeah, offseason. Yeah, let's just let's just let's, on a high note. man. But let's do this the right way, AJ. Let's just let's finish out. Let, let's just go out with a whimper every single game. Whimper, 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 whimper. And I know that if you're paying for tickets, it's probably not what you want to hear, but think of all the good things that could happen. Like what? Like you get a top four pick. I, I'll say this. The good things that can happen if you don't win. Oh, if you don't win. Yeah. It's nice uh, that they're not going to play 82 this year. Yeah. Because that would just give the Rockets more chances to win games that we don't want them to win. No, no. We need, we need them to lose out. I'm still so pissed about that. Like... Uh, this is certainly in hindsight, but when they won like seven out of eight way back when, like in yeah, January, yeah, that was a big mistake. Yeah, because you're like, uh oh, they might be. They could already have this thing locked up. Yeah. And it turns out, I think they only beat like one playoff team in that entire stretch. It was all a bunch of Pistons and uh, Thunder and garbage teams, but yeah. Uh, that would have been it. Would have been nice to uh, to not have that run because then we wouldn't be talking about. Well, maybe maybe they'll have the worst record. No, they'd be they'd be locked in as the worst record. Yeah, well, we'll take what we can get here. So, but this yeah that matchup next week against the Timberwolves that's the matchup of the year. I mean, the loser of that has the inside track to uh, to being the worst team in the league. Well, I, you really need just need to be in the bottom two is where you want to be to have a chance to get that top four pick. But yeah, if you could be the worst, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna suck, like beating the Magic a couple days ago, why? They've got 18 wins. Like that's they're still in shouting distance. They're supposed to be trying. Yeah. The hell. Well, the Mag- I mean, they they're pretty much out of it too. Yeah. The yeah. teams that are basically out of the playoff race right now, like even when we're talking about getting into the tenth seed, Cleveland, Orlando, the Pistons. They're all out. Kings, Thunder, Timberwolves, Rockets are all out. The Pelicans are probably out, but I'll give them a chance. Yeah, even though I don't see it happening. They're are the you, are the Kings maybe the most consistently bad organization? Yes, they real they like you. You can pretty much pencil them in every year. They're not making the playoffs, and they always you know, if they get anybody any good, they trade them. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, they may have one of those business models where they don't want to win. I don't yeah. know how that works, but they're they're very well liked there. I guess it's all they've got. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. So on StubHub, 
of seven of the final, looks like, eight home games left, the cheapest you can get into one of the games is $18. The that Rockets is, games? Yes. That is when the Timberwolves come to town next Tuesday. Uh, the most expensive so far is Golden State ne- on uh, next Saturday, May 1st. And what's that cost to get in? $75 just to get in the door. <laughs> That's via StubHub. So. Damn, that is dynamic. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I I hate to sound this, but you'd have to pay me to go watch a Timberwolves game. That'd be pretty rough. I mean, they've they've got Anthony Edwards, who you know, young superstar. People want to see him. Doesn't know who a Rod is. No, they've got Carl Anthony Towns, and yeah, I'm trying to think of other things that might be. A reason to go watch him, but I, I I think that's all I got. I think well, Malik, Malik, Malik Malik Beasley doesn't suck, but that's but the nicest thing I'll say about you'd him. You'd still have to pay me more than the price of the ticket for me to go to that because I'd have to drink a lot of beer. Fair enough. So yeah, um, I'll say five hundred dollars to get me to go to the game. Ooh, I'm not paying a you lot that. of beer. Lot I'm of not beer. paying you that. Um, Somebody asked, is there anywhere I can listen to your old music, Fred? I'm intrigued what your sound was like being a singer-musician myself. I, there's none of it exists because it was all... Fred will sing you a song no, right now. Well, it's not the same, man. It's like anything else. Oh, even, the great, even the great Robert Plant doesn't have the voice he used to have. You know? I can't do what I could do when I was 19, but... Um, no, you know, that's the problem with the 80s is we were doing like reel-to-reel tapes, and I'm sure I could find a few of them, but there's it's not like now where I could sit in my damn underwear and record something on the computer and it'll be there forever but yeah it's there there were a few tapes out there but i think they're all dead now but if you can find one it's probably worth nothing so there's that so a lot of people don't know this but uh derek and the dominoes sat around in their underwear when they recorded layla did they yeah they were just sitting there we were talking about whose girlfriend they were trying to bang in that song maybe yeah because I think wasn't it George Harrison's girlfriend? Yeah, I, I love that song, but it will forever be in my head from Goodfellas with the outro when they're finding all the bodies and they're playing the outro. Maybe one of the best uses of a rock song in a movie ever. But now, anytime I hear that part with the piano at the end, I see Frankie Carbone's frozen body. <laughs> oh. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. And if you are looking for a way to save a few bucks, your homeowner's insurance may be a place where uh, where you can find some savings. And I know I did. I saved over $1,000 by switching to TGS. And my coverage, exactly the same, if not better in some instances. Uh, it's all A-rated insurance. And I didn't know what I was paying for homeowner's insurance, to be honest. So I, I went ahead and texted the word money to 232323. 23 23. I gave them my address. They sent me my quote, and then I compared it to what I was paying. And I was like, oh, man, I've been missing out on this $1,000 a year for a long time now. And Graham down the hall was missing out on $2,600 a year for a long time. Don't let that be you. See if they can save you money. If they can't, no big deal. You throw the text away, no harm, no foul. But it's super easy to find out. Text the word money. To 23, 23, 23, they'll get you out of your old policy, start you saving money right away. That's TGS Insurance. ESPS 97.5.
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. Everybody asking. I will have not just one, but two hockey picks tonight for the people. At four, the next segment, at the start of next segment. One I like, one I love. How's that? All right. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, we're talking about music, and, and Scorsese does use stuff so well in his movies, but that, that one in particular. So, hey, I have some, uh, uh, some news about my team. As a uh, lifelong Jaguars fan since yesterday. <laughs> since yesterday. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a shocker. Several teams called trying to get the number one pick. Okay. And? Uh, said, we fielded a couple of calls, but I think we're going to hold tight, Trent Balky said. I think that's a wise move. Uh, again, that decision is made organizationally, and our ownership is, is involved with that as well. The Texans call? Uh, I bet they did. They should. And we'll give you this. Uh, we'll give you the towel guy. Yeah. <laughs> you get we'll a quarterback throw- and a towel boy in one. <laughs> yeah. We'll, throw- we'll even throw in the used towels. How about that? Uh, I was watching Waterboy, and and there's that one scene where the towel the towel boy from Michigan goes out there and plays wide yeah. receiver and gets blown up. But um, yeah, I I, I think I'm stick. If, if you're if you're wrong, you're wrong. I mean, if you're going to be wrong, at least be wrong with a guy that everybody, everybody else is wrong yeah. with. No one's going to look back and say, "Oh, I can't believe the Jags didn't see it." Like, I, I, what was wrong with him? What were they thinking? Oh. Your guy Chris Sims is out there saying stuff. That's like all right. That. Like he and if he's right, let him be right, and he'll be able to gloat. But Joe Blow, who says, "Oh, I, I'd take Zach Wilson over uh, Trevor Lawrence," he, he's probably lying. Uh, well, either that or he does, he's a Jets fan who doesn't have the number one pick. Fair. Then it's like, oh, I'd much rather have because you're not going to get a chance at Trevor Lawrence. But I guarantee you, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't do well, I, I'll be w- willing to bet you a small child right now. There'll be a whole bunch of people come out of the woodwork saying, oh, I, I never thought he was going to be any good. Yeah. And they'll all be on the text line because that's where they live. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. When was the last time that there was like a... Yep, did that count? I'm yeah. counting that. Four, 436. That there was like a... Basically a, a consensus, this guy can't miss lock at the top of the draft and they ended up being a total bust like as far as quarterbacks go do you remember the last one um no because i mean i I don't know that everybody thought jamarcus russell was a dead mortal lock to be great no Uh, so here's the guy just he could throw 90 yards from his knees here's the guys that i would say were looked at as almost can't miss prospects and you tell me if if you think they they lived up to the hype. I think the last time we had someone that was this much of a, a lock was Andrew Luck, 2012. Yeah. And you can argue, well, maybe Andrew Luck didn't live up to the hype because he uh, didn't win a Super Bowl. No, but I, I think if you... Now, obviously, if you knew he was not going to play past 30, you might rethink that. But realistically... I think you'd be happy with what you got 
as, as the number one pick. If you got that out of Trevor Lawrence, you'd call him a success. Uh, I, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back a little bit further. And I'm I'm gonna skip over some guys that maybe you guys thought like did everybody know Cam Newton was gonna be a, a home run? I feel like Cam there were questions about Cam. There were Newton. questions about Cam because it was basically one year. Uh and you know, it, would he be able to translate that game to the NFL? And it turned out he did. He he he's had a real good career, you know, last couple of years notwithstanding. And the rest of the quarterbacks in his draft class were terrible. Yeah. It was ponders and gabberts and lockers. Like it was it was bad. Um, here's one. 2004, Eli Manning. Um, I, I think he turned out okay. I, I'd say people, they were probably happy with what they got out of him. I mean... Somebody mentioned Jameis. I don't think Jameis was can't miss, and there was a lot of discussion so whether it would be him or Mariota, and it turns out it's really neither. Yeah. Although I still think one or both of those guys could still be a player in the right situation. Uh, I'll I'll hold off if he's got Sean Payton coaching him and he's running that offense. I'll see, but right now you have to say nope. Two thousand three, just the year before Eli Carson Palmer was considered the home run yeah. quarterback in that draft, and again, much like Andrew Luck, I mean, he's he's somewhere in between. Maybe he didn't live up to the number one overall potential. He maybe he didn't live up to everybody's potential that they thought that he had. But it's not like he's a total bust either. It's not a, a like oh god, what a what a terrible career he had. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning in 1998. Although there were some people who there, thought there, that Ryan it, Leaf. It was a real discussion uh, over who to take there, and clearly they made the right choice. And in ni- 1993, there was another one of those where it was two guys at the top, and Drew Bledsoe went number one. Rick Meyer went number two. And I and okay, this is I this is how old I am. I and I was you know, I wasn't on radio obviously because you know I was doing newspapers. I said Rick Meyer would be a bust from the beginning. Look at you. Never liked that guy. You knew he it. never did anything in college. You knew it. And yeah, and I'm sure I have a few friends who remember me saying that. And then you can correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, because I was very young when this happened, but this was one of the first ones that I remember them saying, like, and, and not like John Elway. Because, I mean, John Elway falls into the same category, but I was too young to remember him being in the category. But Jeff George was sold as a can't-miss quarterback prospect. He missed. Yeah. Now, my, I mean, that was the... And, and, and it wasn't... The it wasn't because of the physical skills. I mean, the guy, if you watched him throw the football, his release was just like Dan Marino's. I mean, he got that thing out of there so quick. It just turns out he was a middle midget and couldn't play, which has a lot to do with it. And that's the one thing. It doesn't matter how hyped you are until you get in there and start getting crushed by linebackers and how you react to that. You know, that's... So can't miss guys can miss. Yeah, they can. It's just typically they end up working out all right. And I think John Elway is is another example yeah. if you want to go all the way back there. Yeah, I mean it, it's, but every you know everybody's different too. And you know, like Tim Couch was not really a can't miss. He was just the best quarterback. So, you know, somebody says Sam Bradford was supposed to be great. I'm not talking about like, 
Yeah. If you're taking number one overall, you're supposed to be great. Yeah. But I, I'm talking about I, like I where... Think, I wouldn't call him a complete bust, though. I, I'm talking about like where if like 32 out of 32 teams, if they had the first pick in the draft, that's who they would have taken. Yeah. And I don't. I, Sam Bradford certainly didn't fall into that category. Not only that, this is three years in a row where every single team and every single person who comments on it went, the second Trevor Lawrence goes out in the draft, he's going to be the number one pick. Because ever since his freshman yeah. year, yeah. everybody said... He's the number one pick no matter what. There were still people questioning whether or not the, the Rams should take Sam Bradford number one overall or go defense. Like, I'm talking about guys who, if you, it, there's maybe a handful of teams in the league, like the Chiefs this year, they wouldn't, they wouldn't draft uh, Trevor Lawrence. But what they would do 100% if they had the first pick is trade back to someone who wanted Trevor Lawrence because it's, if if you're using the number one pick in the draft, this is who it's going to be on. The really curious one for me would have been, what if the Bengals had the number one pick after Burrow got hurt? I think you would have had to try to. You, I think you would have had to try to trade Joe Burrow. Yeah, that that's a hard one though because you know you're not that high on Burrow, but he did look really good. You know, for a guy with no offensive I know, line and, and no he's also weapons. got a torn ACL one year mm. into his career. Yeah, get it out of the way now. <laughs> Somebody says uh, between RG three and Luck, it was debatable who would go number one. No, it wasn't. No, it was it not. Ne- there was never a debate on that. It there was, was always Andrew Luck. Yeah, there was no discussion. Of, oh well, I mean the Redskins. They said, well, I guess, guess we're getting Robert Griffin. They knew. Everyone knew. Thirty two teams knew who the first pick in the draft was going to be. Yeah, and that may have been one of those. Uh, that's another one of those cases where you you wouldn't have found many teams who. Wouldn't have used the pick on Andrew Luck had they had the chance. To. Yeah, yeah, and you know, even if you already had a quarterback, a situation where you probably draft him and trade your guy. But yeah, there was there was no debate on that. I mean, unless you were Washington fan, and you know what? And after year one, it looked like you had the better guy. Yep, I'll and say that this, was the end of it. Though, and like, uh, in. By that by that point, the Redskins they moved up, they traded up, didn't they, to get RG three? Yeah, yeah, they, they traded tra- like four or five different picks. Yeah, because remember when they played the Rams and all and the, the Rams guys sent out every uh, person yeah, that they captains. got because of yeah. that trade. Yeah, but the, I mean, that was like they, the Redskins did that knowing that they couldn't get Andrew Luck. Yeah. So they they I mean yeah it was never a debate of who was who was going number one. You see uh, Tamara Steelers girl rubbing something in on you a little bit? No. Lossman was the final quarterback taken in the first oh, round of 2004 draft behind Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger. Yep, I recall. J.P. Lossman and Philip Rivers, same amount of uh, Super Bowl rings. <laughs> Suck on that. Uh, quick break. <laughs> it's a blitz on ESPN 975-925. It's time to grow. Metronome. Man, I'm up to something. This is the Blitz on ESPN. 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. All right, so I'll get a couple hockey plays out there for you real quick if you're looking for something to do tonight. Uh, the one I like best is Ottawa at Vancouver over six. 
Uh, this is one uh, Ottawa can score for a team that's not very good. They also can't stop anybody, which is exactly what you're looking for when you're trying to get an over. Uh, their goalie is Matt Murray, who is uh, a 0.888 save percentage and 3.5 goals allowed per game. That's that's what we call not good. <laughs> Vancouver's goalie is making his first start since having the COVID. And he's he's better, but he's not great. So that one I like quite a bit to go over six. Uh, the other one is kind of a, um, a surprising one, I would say. I have uh, usually with a, a Tampa game, you're looking at unders because they have such great goal goaltending and they play great defense. Uh, but Columbus, and same thing with Columbus, that's why you're getting five and a half. Give me the over on this one. Uh, unfortunately, one of my goalies is starting for uh, Columbus, and he has not been good, Elvis Merzlikens. And, Lincolns. and uh, the Lightning have their backup in, Curtis McElhinney, who is, um, to put it bluntly, he sucks. So right. uh, five and a half should be doable. So those are the two plays tonight. I don't like that one as much as I do the other, but I like them both. So there you have it. Good luck. Hope we hit. Let's uh, try Travis. What's up, Travis? Good night, gentlemen. Sports to you. Sports to you. Hey, you can mention... 2002 draft that uh, took David Carr first and the quarterbacks that were in that draft and who sucked and of course David Carr sucked as well. Yeah, uh, David Carr I don't feel like was quite the he didn't feel like quite the home run that, uh, I mean, there were people who thought Joey Harrington well, that, was better than Well, that's the thing. David there was Carr. a big debate on whether it should be David Carr or Joey Harrington or Julius Peppers, actually. Who, in hindsight, yes, it should have been Julius Peppers. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he wasn't considered a can't miss. There were a lot of questions about David Carr, but they... It, there were a lot of reasons that he made sense because he was go- going to be the face of a brand new franchise, uh, and he's this handsome kid. You know, it just he, they were looking for somebody who could they could you know make make the guy and, who could help them. You know, they, they, he he was going to be the face of the franchise. And the, and and the truth is, if they had actually built an offensive line around him, I mean, he had a, he had a couple of years where he wasn't a bad quarterback. He wasn't yeah. great. He was pretty average. But if they had managed to get anything around that guy, they didn't do him any favors. And I don't know that he would have ever turned into anything, but I knew he had zero chance of turning into anything considering you know, what they had around him. And if I recall the list of quarterbacks that were available to them in the expansion draft was like Charlie Batch and Jeff Blake yeah, and Danny Werfel. I mean, it was just bad. Yeah, bad and they took players. Danny. I think they took Danny Werfel and then traded him for something else. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, but there wasn't a guy that they could look at and say, "Yeah, this guy could there, be our." There is no Ryan Fitzpatrick type. No, yeah, the they took some guy from the Giants who I can't remember his name, but he played some games for the Giants, but he wasn't any good either. A so, quarterback? Yeah, mm, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, there, it was a, a limited. They they almost had to have a quarterback because you don't want to start your franchise w- with you know Danny Warfel out there throwing the football around, so they, they took a chance and it didn't work out. Yeah, I think any any team drafting a, a, a quarterback in an expansion type draft is going to be tough because an expansion he doesn't have their lines built up. They, they right, just, it's hard for well, a rookie to succeed in in, that. in their defense. They did take a well. They thought Tony Baselli was going to be healthy. Kent Graham, thank you, KB Holmes. That's who the quarterback was. They thought Tony Baselli was going to be healthy, and they were going to be able to protect this kid with one of the best of all time. 
even at, even at a true. diminished capacity. And they also had a, a couple other guys that they brought in. So they, they were supposed to have a decent offensive line, but suddenly, you know, at least on the outside, they were tr- going to have good tackles. But they it, took that. Yeah, they took that guy from the Jets. Yeah, yeah, and, and he was supposed to play right tackle yep. and 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 be okay. And guess what? He wasn't any good. And you had no Baselli, and they were starting guys like Seth Wand to tackle at one point. I mean, it was just embarrassing. It's just, I mean, it would have been a better situation, like you said, if there was a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a uh, like somebody who's uh, been Tyrod a, Taylor yeah. or, or or Brisket or any of those guys. You'd have been better off. I mean, you weren't going to win that first year. No. And the worst thing that happened is was beating the Cowboys in the first game, because then you're like, oh wow, this is the greatest expansion team ever. No, they went four and twelve, but. You know, but they tried to, they did build the defense pretty well. Yeah. They just didn't, uh, you know, it, it they didn't give car. And that's, that's a failure of Charlie Cashley. As much as we make fun of the, their drafts now, you go back and look at those drafts where they had extra picks the first couple of years. They were abysmal. I mean, they weren't there. There were guys that third round picks that lasted a week in camp. I mean, it was just, you know, Benny Joprus and Dave Ragones and guys like that. It, it was just bad. But, oh well. But, hey, Casterly sold himself as, uh, as the guy, even though he didn't really build those Redskins teams. But, hey, yeah, these things happen. Hey, can I uh, do a quick shout-out? Um, yeah, someone's saying Ed Reed should have been the pick instead of Julius Peppers. Mm-hmm. Look, just nobody, because, nobody takes a safety second either. Yeah, well, that's a th- no. They were talking about first overall. Like, oh. okay, in hindsight, Ed Reed's probably the best player in that draft, but it doesn't mean that he should have gone number one. Yeah, you know, nobody's taking safeties first. No, like think back to the year that, uh, like, Michael Vick when he got drafted, which was two thousand two thousand one. Uh, he ended up being the first pick, but was he the best player? I, like, not even really close there there's hall of fame like ladanian tomlinson went in that draft that's who the falcons traded the the chargers traded back with the falcons and they took right. ladanian tomlinson like one of the greatest running backs of all time like but no one was going to take ladanian tomlinson number one overall like and, and in retrospect they got tomlinson and drew Brees in that draft instead yep. of michael vick yeah i i think they turned out that turned out okay even though you know they wound up not believing in drew Brees. It's probably why they're still waiting on a Super Bowl. I was about to say, a uh, friend of ours, friend of the show, John Long, who's a um, NCA attorney, is going to be on Fox 26 at 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock to talk about student-athletes getting paid for commercials. All right. There is a bill being considered right now in Texas. So, uh, yeah, I prefer you watch at 9 o'clock because, you know, at 6 o'clock we're on. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I think I kind of want to go down that original Texans draft rabbit hole. <laughs> Because it, it it's amazing how many really good picks they had. It, because as an expansion team, they were getting like two picks in the second round, two picks in the third. And then none of them were really. Yeah. It was, I mean, Chester Pitt. Like, there's guys who were but, on the team for a while, but. Yeah. But, I mean, the expansion draft, they had Tony Baselli, Ryan Young. Those were supposed to be your tackles. Aaron Glenn turned out to be really good. Gary Walker turned out to be good for him. Jamie Sharper. Gary Walker still sings uh, at halftime sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, that's Clay Walker. Football Never time. Mind. T- yeah. Marcus Different Coleman. Guy. Marcus Coleman played really well for him. Coleman Milk. Uh, Seth Payne. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt Stevens. He does uh, sports radio in Houston now. Yeah, I think he's on 790. Uh, Matt Stevens was the, maybe the worst safety in the history of the NFL. But here's here's your 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 picks, okay? You had two second-round picks. David Carr first, right? Yep. Jabbar Gaffney, Chester Pitts were your second-round picks. Now, Chester was okay. I'm not going to call him a bust. He played for a few years. I mean, Jabbar Gaffney played for a few years. He just got he, better after he was gone from yeah, here. Yeah, he didn't do anything here, though. Uh, Fred Weary. Charles Hill. That's the guy that didn't even make the deal. Those are two third-round picks. More like Benny Hill, am I right? Uh, also dead. Uh, Jonathan Wells. Jared Baxter, a fullback in the fifth round. Ramon Walker. Uh, Demarcus Fagans. He played okay. Howard Green. Milford Brown. Greg White. Ahmad Miller. And that's a better group than... 2003, when they also had two second-round picks and two third-round picks. Benny Jopru, Tony Hollings, running back. Antoine Peake, who was a linebacker, who was okay for a while. Seth Wand, terrible. Dave Ragone. Those were your extra picks. Uh, Dave Ragone was great, though. Uh, as, right? As a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Quick break. Hour number one of the books. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.